Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 301. In celebration of reaching 300 episodes on this podcast, this week we're flipping the tables and I get to be interviewed to talk about myself and how this podcast and Royal Caribbean Blog got started. I hope you enjoy this peek behind the curtains of what we do here. Thanks. Here we go. This episode of the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast calls for a somewhat unique introduction because, as many noted, last week we hit episode 300, and that is a milestone. I'm not going to deny that. It's always cool to be able to celebrate a little bit, and today's episode is just that. We're celebrating the 300th episode, and in this case, 301st episode of the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, and joining me on today's show is my good friend, John Bamber to uh, talk about... Well, I'll let John talk about it. John, I'm going to throw things over to you. You are now in charge, sir. You have the All right, well... (laughs) All right, well, thanks so much, Matt, and I appreciate you having me on uh, yet again. And this is kind of an idea that I had uh, some time ago. We were were trying to get this in for number 300, but uh, we're going to officially start off the uh you know the 300th season with the first in the season i guess of uh of the episode so first of all matt i just want to extend my personal congratulations to you on you know the 300th episode of uh, of the podcast it's really incredible what you've been doing you've been putting out some amazing content and uh i figured that it would be uh be a cool kind of change of pace a little bit to give people a little insight into the man behind the magic the man behind the microphone so uh you know first off congratulations matt Thank you so much, John. I really appreciate that. It's uh, I think the 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 number was like oh three hundred okay, but I don't think again. I, and maybe I already shared the story in episode three hundred, but the fact that it's been six years is like wow. Okay, now I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> Absolutely, and that's actually a great segue into my first question. So, so Matt, you're you're definitely a you're a seasoned broadcaster. It, it's clear you you've uh, you know you've been doing this for a while. So, how did you get started specifically with kind of doing the podcasting and even just the live streaming? You know, when I first started RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com, I really meant this to be something I would just do on the side, like, you know, sitting on the couch, I got 20 minutes, let me throw up a quick blog post, like a press release, right? And at the time, uh, this is back in 2010, there were other podcasts, cruise podcasts that were out there, actually. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so for a long time, I didn't want to do a podcast for two reasons. One, I my time was limited. But also, too, I felt a sense of um, loyalty, if you will, to some of the folks that were out there. There was was actually another Royal uh, Caribbean-centric podcast. uh, Really? Yeah. Um, Oh, wow. Or Crowncast. Sorry, Crowncast, who we've had on. Actually, we we did an April Fool's joke a couple of years ago, which I I think very few people actually got. Oh, wow. They were hosting the episode. I got them out of retirement, so to speak. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then the other thing was, um, so they were doing that, and uh, there was a a couple different podcasts. I think I had this, like, sense of... Loyalty, but you know what? Something I've realized, John, is that it's a big scape, it's a big uh, landscape out there, and we only yeah. complement each other. You know what I do, what Doug, what Doug Parker does, what you know, cruise dudes do. I mean, it doesn't matter who you're talking about, podcast wise. It's not like you know. I don't think you ever sit down, John, and be like, "Oh, well, this is a great podcast." Well, forget that Matt guy. I'm not listening to him ever again. I'm only going to listen to this guy. <laughs> you know, it's like right. no, you find one you like and you add it to your collection, and so. Yeah. Uh, back then, six years ago, when I started this, I decided, you know what, I'm going to give it a try. And I, I'll tell you, John, my, my my regret is I didn't I did not start it sooner because yep. it's been a lot of fun. It's it's opened up so many more friendships because of the podcast. 
Absolutely. And, and so what, you know, being that there was this other podcast out there, what kind of, was there anything in particular that, you know, really kind of convinced you to say, uh, I want to do this and I want to make my own version of this? Like, was there something that kind of tipped the scales for you? I think two things. Uh, first of all, <laughs> they stopped making podcast episodes. So, <laughs> Oh, there you go. Them, that, uh, that makes it easy. They put, yeah, when they decided to semi-retire, that kind of, you know, accelerated some things but also i was really chomping at the bit i really wanted to share this because some things john and you know this it's easier to be said over you know in an audio form rather than yeah. writing it in a blog post like conveying like a a sense of like a review or trying to share your experiences there's yeah. just being able to talk about it in a lot of cases is so much easier to convey Absolutely. And, and I, I really liked your I really I, was it. I think it was episode 300 where you talked about kind of not looking at online cruise reviews because and I have a feeling that very reason could could apply simply because it, conveying things like that in a spoken format in this in this type of a setting is so much more genuine. It's so much more human. And when you look at it in just kind of writing on a on a web page or on a just a static place, it really it leaves a lot of interpretation open or or frankly misinterpretation. That's a great point. Yeah. So cool. So we'll dive into a little bit about kind of you itself. And and, and the, we, we kind of just to, for those that are listening here, uh, we polled the Royal Caribbean blog insiders for these questions. And if you're kind of curious what an insider is, it's someone who provides support for Royal Caribbean blog on a monthly basis, uh, you know, just to help keep the keep the lights on, so to speak, keep the podcast going, just kind of keep things going, keeping the content coming and so forth. So you can go to Royal Caribbean blog dot com slash support to learn about that. But uh, we also uh you know, myself being an insider, we are we get to participate in some of these podcast events, uh, helping Matt with coming up with some ideas and, you know, kind of bouncing, being a sounding board for him. So you can certainly get involved uh, in that type of thing by going to RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com slash support and uh, seeing what uh, what looks good to you. But uh, we polled the insiders for a bunch of these questions. So uh, I can't take credit for all of them, but uh, a number of them, uh, you know, I, I put a few in there, but we also talked to the insiders to get some of these questions. So, uh, so Matt, uh, um, well, one of the insiders wants to know, are you a book reader or a movie watcher? What what books are you reading right now? First of all, thank you for the very shameless plug. I do appreciate those. Those are always welcome and, and kind and uh, very, very nice of you to say, John. Uh, I'll send you a, I'll send you a bill in, uh, through PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> Checks in the mail. Uh, yeah, exactly. So am I a b- book reader or a movie watcher? Uh, definitely yes. a movie watcher. I I got to tell you, I don't read books at all. I, I don't okay. remember the last book I read. I'm not, you know what it was? When I was a kid, I blame the educational system. They just like the, you know, being forced to read books as a kid, like it totally turned me off. And yeah. I hate to say it as an adult, like I like even like, I like even reading comic books, but even so these days, if I start reading a comic book, there's about a 75% chance I'm going to end up falling asleep. During, it's just like, I don't know, something about <laughs> it. Like it's a, it's a physical reaction. I just end up falling asleep doing yeah. it. But no, I haven't, I I'm trying to really think the last I, – I know I've read a book as an adult. Yeah. But what it was, I I honestly don't remember the last book I read that was cover to cover by any means. Um, yeah, no, I'm not a book reader at all. Okay. Uh, and interestingly enough, neither am I, which which I, I can – I'm totally with you on that. But the, the last time I actually did read a book was on a cruise. I was on uh, Mariner of the Seas last year, and uh, I, I – Actually, the name of the book has a swear word in it, so I'll, I'll, I'll I know this is a family, a family friendly podcast. So, uh, the name of the book was "The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F." 
Like that's literally the name of the book. And it has the swear word with the asterisk where the letter U should be. So it, it, it was a great book, but that was like you. I'm not a book reader either. So that that was it's funny because it makes me think of the cruise when I was on it. But it was a very insightful book. Um, but uh, but when it comes to cruising and this this. I can take credit for this question, but what what excites you about going on cruises? And also, having been on so many cruises, what makes you excited about going on each one? And do you ever feel like you you may grow tired of cruising, or do you feel like you might get cruised out at some point? It's a good question. A lot of it has to do with you – know, there's always something about it, but at the heart of it, even if I've been on the ship a thousand times, even if I've been to the port a thousand times – uh, to me, what it really is is it's that it's that approach to vacation that truly excites me. Like I love the the fact that on a Royal Caribbean cruise, it's more than just the it's more than some of the parts. More than just oh, you've yeah. been on this ship and you've been to this place before. Why yeah. would you want to do it again? Because a lot of it is that it's just the way that a cruise vacation is the 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 different nuances of it. Whether it is eating in the dining room. Whether it is hanging at the pool, um, it's really a make-your-own-vacation approach, yeah. right? Because you can go sit at the pool and eat the Windjamere and never really do anything else and yeah. call it a whole vacation. That'd be a great one. But at the same time, you can totally go the opposite side and go, you know, morning till you know, dawn to dusk, just, you know, activity after activity, activity, excursions. So it always brings something to the table. I really feel yeah. like it is, um, you know... Is a different even if it is the same ship and the same itinerary, I can make it a different cruise experience. And at the heart, at the end of the day, it is fun. That's yeah. really what gets me. I really enjoy going on cruises. And I'll tell you, John, I, I think the the big difference for me in the last couple of years has been the advent of cruising with friends, group cruises that we do here at Royal Caribbean Blog. That is another shameless plug, but it's it's the honest to god truth. Because yeah. when we get a chance to cruise together, and and John, you know this because we got a chance to do this as well. Uh, the two of yeah. us on Symphony of the Seas. It is. It's a totally different experience. It changes it up completely. It really does. It really does. And for those interested, RoyalCaribbean.com. Uh, sorry, RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com slash events because you can check out the uh, upcoming group cruises. We have the Anthem Group Cruise coming up. We have the Freedom Group Cruise coming up at the end of the year, and then we have the what is it? Brilliance next year. Yeah, or right, I uh, one. Freedom at the end of the year. Right. That's twenty twenty, and so it's Anthem, Freedom, and yep. Brilliance. You got it. Okay, yeah, so worldcaribbeanblog.com slash events to get in on the fun because i got to tell you, from as someone who had never been on a group cruise until the Symphony Group Cruise, it really does change the way uh, change the way you cruise. And and what what I loved about it, because I, I cruised solo. I was one of the few members of the party that cruised solo. So there were so many of us. How many were in the group? Was it about 100, 150 of us? Yeah, something like that, absolutely. Yeah, so you know, we were all wearing the same – we all had a, a lanyard from um, – uh, not cruise habit from MEI Travel, which is a uh, one of the sponsors here, and they, um, they, everybody that had that lanyard, you could spot them on the ship, and you would say, "Oh, they're in my group. They're in my group." So, in the beginning of it, we all kind of sort of we hang out, hung out together, meandered together, and then as the week went on, we would see each other in the group all around the ship and say, "Oh, hey, I know you. Oh, hey, I know you." And that was that was that really made it fun, especially being that I was by myself. I never really felt like I was alone you know even yeah. though i was solo and i was sleeping in a room by myself i i never felt like i was on the cruise by myself so it was such an amazing experience and i i loved it and i i wish i could go on the anthem group cruise i had i have to sit this one out but uh i i'm looking forward to the freedom group cruise which i'm, I'm gonna start counting down when it hit, gets below 200 you know <laughs> there you go because like it's that. it's a little too it's a little too far right now to count down but uh so now 
let's take a sidestep for a minute. If, if when you're not working on the blog or the website or doing YouTube videos, Instagram lives, periscopes, uh, you know, social presence of Royal Caribbean blog, when you're not doing all that, what else do you like to do for fun? For fun? Um, yeah. Um, with all that free time that you have. <laughs> all the free time. You know, I, I like, uh, I, I, we like dining out. Actually, going out, um, I know this is like, you know, cliche, like, oh, I like going to the movies. I don't like oh. long walks on the beach. But um, oh, okay. I do like, I do like actually, you know, part of it is for me, uh, you know, just, just getting out there and just kind of enjoying uh, some time. Uh, with my family, that really is a lot of fun because you know yeah. whether it's whether it's just me and my wife going out on a date night or taking the kids to a new park activity attraction or just going shopping at the mall. I mean, like to me, like that's really just like spending that time with the family is 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 a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I do play video games. I, I uh, here and there, I'm not the world's biggest gamer, but it is kind of also a nice little outlet as well, just to kind of uh, let loose a little bit every now and then. But oh sure. Um, yeah, it's 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 you know, I, I try to mix it all up as much as I can because um, you know between cruises there's always a lot of th- things going on, and yep. with my kids getting older, certainly yep. a lot of activities. But hanging with friends and and trying to mix that in as much as I can, uh, that that's to me like a a great weekend, you know. Very nice. And do you, do you have a do you have a favorite game going right now? Uh, Apex Legends is what I'm playing right now. I'm not very okay. good at it. Uh, much like any video game I ever play, but it's same here. I'm I'm right there with you. I am yeah. right there with you. So um, shifting gears a little bit, let's talk a little bit about the blog. Um, this is another kind of viewer submitted question or a uh, listener submitted question. What three things about Royal Caribbean blog are you most proud of? Oh, without a doubt, number one is the community. I mean, the folk the folks that we have here. Uh, something I picked up on very quickly was how helpful and energetic our community is. I am so proud of that. I I could. Give it all up tomorrow, but I would. The only thing I would really miss would be the community, with the people yeah. that I have met on here. Whether you're talking about the message boards, the Royal Green Blog Insiders, any Facebook chat we've done, I mean, it is the people, and I love how helpful people are. I mean, the the, the proof is in the pudding, is, and I'm so proud of the message boards because this is a great example of it because it's so easy to see from anybody who's just looking from the outside in. Um, yeah. If you go to the message boards and you post a question, it's probably been posted, I don't know, 700 times at this point. It doesn't matter. You've got great, helpful folks who are there, people with supportive ideas. And uh, without a doubt, that is number one. That's a huge uh, thing for me. Uh, yeah. Number two thing, I'm most proud of the blog. I think really what it is for me, I think from a personal standpoint, that I've been able to keep up with it as long as I have. I mean, i got to tell you, anytime you start any hobby, no matter what it is, whether you're golfing, whether you're yeah. writing a blog, whether you're doing anything, you know, biking, running, um, it, it really is after the novelty will wear off quite quickly, no matter what you're doing. Yeah. And that's yeah. true with me as well. And trust me, the we're past the honeymoon stage, I think, at this point in the blog. <laughs> but it's but it's I, I'm still sticking with it. It is. A, I think that it's really a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoy it. And and it is I love looking back on it. This is why this kind of an episode, John, where we've had this opportunity uh, to look back. So thank you for this opportunity because it gives me a sure. chance to kind of catch my breath and look back and be like, oh wow, this was kind of you know really really nice to be able to do. Um, and, yeah. and number three, without a doubt, is the opportunities the blog has given me. You know, I've had the opportunity to go on a lot more cruises than I probably would have without the blog. But also, yeah. I've had an opportunity to meet so many people. I have so many friends now that I hang out with or I talk to or we chat with together. And I know you. Like, I know John. I've met John on one cruise. But before I ever met John, I knew John, you know? <laughs> it's oh, yeah. like, you know, it, that's so that, – the op, this is something the blog only does. And this it goes back to my first thing about the community. But I am so proud. I'm so thankful 
that we have I've had this opportunity because you know you, anybody can write a blog but it doesn't mean anyone's going to read it and it certainly doesn't mean anyone right. can actually want to participate back so uh, <laughs> the opportunities the blog has given me to be able to 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 meet so many awesome people who love cruising as much as I do and in some cases probably more than I do that <laughs> is like uh, that that to me is 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 the best part of all of this and that's why I don't think I could ever give it up because it it it, it is that part of it that's so vital and so important to me that's what i love looking back on all this wonderful that's really cool man and then you know i as as someone that it, that was new to the community at one point it was it it's just it's such a refreshing feeling to to be a part of an online community especially that is really is not like so many of the other ones out there because i and i'm, I'm not going to name any names you know we're, we i'm not here to put anybody down but there are some com- cruise communities that are very shall we say maybe very particular or very picky or you know they're they have their little drama you know bits and all that but that just doesn't exist over here we have genuine wonderful people and you know that that's really a testament to to the the work that you've done so that's that's really cool um, so now where do you see Royal Caribbean blog in five years, you know, in 2020, what's that? 2024. Where, where do you hope, where do you hope Royal Caribbean blog to be in 2024 besides having yeah. YOLO book it of the seas as the next, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe the first icon class will be YOLO book it of the seas. Book it of the seas. That's a great idea. I will tell you, my dream is still to be able to do this blog like as my full-time job. I'm not sure that it'll be there in five years, but so much of this is moving, um, even faster than I probably anticipated, but yeah. I would love to get to reach that point because, you know, unfortunately I've reached a point where I'm kind of, I, it's hard for me to go beyond what I'm doing right now in the sense of adding more than what we're currently offering. We do the podcast. You mentioned heck of a lot of things we already do, right? With the live video yeah. streaming, the blog, the podcast, and that's great. It's wonderful. And it, it's very sustainable, but I would, lo- I want to do more. I have yeah. so many great ideas that I want to do, but I'm hamstrung because it's that old catch 22 of, well, you know, I only have so much time, right? Because right. the other time, I mean, there's two other things. That, well, three other things happening. I mean, they're sleeping. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm spending time with my family, or I'm at work. And the last sleep. One is the what, issue. what is what is sleep? What what is what is this thing you speak of? <laughs> it's a thing you do between cruises. And, um, <laughs> and so, I would love for that to happen. I mean, it's it's kind of a. I'm not sure that it will, and it's okay because, like I said, I'm certainly not complaining about my lot in where we are currently. I think we've we've done pretty darn well for ourselves. But I would yeah. love for that to happen. That'd be my. That's been the dream. Uh, I'm certainly looking at ways that can get there. And yeah. honestly, because of so much of your support, you not only you, John, but also uh, everybody listening here. I mean, it really does go a long way. So I really do appreciate it. Absolutely, and that's a good segue into our next question: Is what are your biggest challenges uh, with doing, you know, Royal Caribbean blog? You mentioned kind of the, you know, having a lot of the offerings that you have right now, and and being it being sustainable, and and you know, kind of running into that challenge of uh, you know being able to go further than what we've got right now. But uh, are, are there any kind of other major challenges that you kind of see with uh, with the blog? Oh, sure. I mean, there's the daily challenge, right? It's just coming up with content. Um, yeah, I, a lot there. It's very much a feast or famine situation. Like yeah. right now, we're recording this podcast when Perfect Day Coco Cay just opened, and yeah. Doctor Me the Seas just sailed away, and we're we're very much this is very much the feast stage of the blog right. part. But there are so many days, John, where I'm just I'm literally spinning in my chair in my office, just like oh, I don't know what to write about. I got nothing. There's nothing like not that there's nothing happening, but it's just like. Sometimes ideas come really fast and furious. Sometimes it's more like, uh... so there's always the daily challenge to that. And that's yeah. a challenge on me to just come up with something, provide something. That's just, it's a, it's a, it's a one I can easily overcome. 
certainly. Yeah. Um, and there's also the challenge of honestly just you know being relevant, uh, being able to offer information. Because at the end of the day, I do the blog for all of you guys because I want to make. I would say the reason we have RailCrewingBlog.com is help everybody have a better cruise vacation. And the only way you can have sure. a better cruise vacation is if if I'm able to provide that for you. Whether sure. that's not not just the content, but whether that's through a medium like maybe it's a live video or it's through this podcast or what have you. So it's it's having that kind of strategy to say, okay, how do we still bring and deliver to all of you the kind of content that you want, and especially when a lot of people – when I, I can say this. like A lot of people will probably say that they don't know what they want, but they know they want it. You know, it's like yeah. bringing yeah. this kind of cool stuff and it's helpful information and then we'll, you know, we'll take it from there. But um, yeah. that, that's always kind of part of the struggle. But you know, that's just not – uh, this is not unique to myself, but sure. I do feel like um, it's it is something, quite frankly, that uh, I I go with um, you know on a long term basis, and it's it's on my mind, and I'll probably take some time every now and then to be like, okay, where am I? Where do I need to go? Let's try this. Let's try that. And yeah. you know, I'm not afraid to say, well, this didn't work out. And, we'll, and the classic example was Instagram Live because yeah. I did Instagram Live for a little bit, and it really went nowhere. I mean, there's not nowhere, but the audience wasn't really there. Yeah. And so I said, all right, well, I'm gonna take a break from this. And then fast forward a couple months later, and then Instagram upped their game a little bit, and now we do Instagram lives on Thursdays. And yeah. you know what? It's been wonderful. It's 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 worked out really well. So yeah, there's uh you know there there's definitely some uh some some deep thinking that I have to do on it, but that's part of the fun also because then when it pays off, John, oh, it's such a great feeling. Oh, absolutely. And and there's so many different. Uh, you know, platforms and things you can offer that it's almost like, it's almost like it has to be a, a trial and error type of thing. You know, that's really the only way to see if it's going to work for you because this is such a unique, um, you know, unique content that you're delivering and kind of a unique community and unique format and everything. You know, it's almost like a trial and error. It's almost could be part of the fun of it too. Absolutely. You know, um, so uh, now as far as Royal Caribbean goes, how did you how did you choose Royal Caribbean? Because, you know, there's so many choices out there. Carnival, there's, uh, you know, Princess, there's uh, Norwegian. I mean, there's Disney. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a, a million and one podcasts and, and stuff about Disney. But <laughs> how did you come upon Royal Caribbean as the one you wanted to kind of go with? We just started cruising with Royal and a lot of it was tied to the launch of Oasis of the Seas because our first sorry, our second Royal Caribbean cruise was on Oasis. And okay. when, the time, when when that cruise was coming up, you have to remember the first Oasis class ship. This is back in 2010. There, I was excited. I mean, this was like they did what with a, with a cruise ship? Like I couldn't believe it, right? And yeah. So I was so excited that even I'd only cruise on Rail once, but because of that Oasis cruise, I was so excited. I wanted to share the experience. I thought I would just write a blog about just my Oasis cruise, but yeah. when I obviously found RailGreenBlog.com, I was like, oh, let me, all right, well, I guess game on. Uh, yeah. we'll give it a try. So that really just kind of – I was already a fan. We had done Explorer of the Seas. I liked cruising because we had cruised to Disney before. And now we're coming over to Royal. And between that and um, – we had actually – actually, 2008, I lied. There was another cruise before that. Our honeymoon cruise was in uh, 08. So you okay. know, we're, coming on, we're coming on the heels of that. Obviously, I like it quite a bit. So my third cruise – I think it was my third cruise. We, I was just – I was totally sold on it. And, and that was kind of like – again, just like everything else, John. It was like, well, I'll throw it. We'll see what happens and kind of yeah. go from there. Yeah, very cool. So, uh, so now this this one this is one of my favorite questions here. So you're given a blank canvas to list features of Royal's newest ship. What are three features you'd like to see that are not already on an existing ship? Oh God, I'm so bad at these questions. These I get this question like every now and like, what do you want to see? I'm like, ah, 
boy, am I the least creative person on earth to come up with these kind of ideas. Um, <laughs> you can do, just do the best you can. Yeah, three features. Uh, I would tell you that I would still. I mean, I the obvious, an obvious one to start with is always you know some sort of a partnership uh, for especially restaurant. And mm, yeah. I've always, I mean, from a personal standpoint, I don't know if they have them in, in down in deep in the heart of Texas, but yeah. uh, Waffle House would be something that ah. I. Uh, I would love to see because I just love me some greasy breakfast food any time of day or night like that or like would be, a Denny's or something. Yeah. You know what? Just forget forget the name. They don't have to go to the yeah. partnership. I just yeah. want a like diner like you can go the greasy yeah. spoon where you can just drop in at like 2 a.m. and get whatever you like breakfast anytime like that would be an awesome idea. I, I you know, or take Johnny Rockets and expand on it. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's number one. Okay, that's cool. Uh, number number two, I would have to say, hmm, I th- man, what, what would I put for number two? Um, I, mean, I guess that's why I really like this question. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm so bad at coming up with these. Um, I would say probably, man, I. I <laughs> See, it's not easy when you're put on the spot. And by the way, I didn't get these questions in advance. I, didn't, I wanted John to surprise me. I do. I think I do better with them. This question, notwithstanding, uh, I would tell you how about a. I, I well, one thing they would, I would love to see a Broadway show on every Royal Caribbean ship. I think that's something yeah. that they have done so well with. And yeah, if yeah. You go on a one of the one of the things, and I think it's a fair criticism to say is if you go on some of the smaller, older, just the older ships, we'll call it that, yeah. right? Yeah, so the Radiance, the Vision class. Uh, and Majesty, you you know you can see some of the age of the shows there. It's not quite on the same caliber, and I think right. Is, you know what? I'm gonna go one step further. Forget that. I want Royal to do more original shows that have plots yes. to them, like yes. Columbus the Musical. Loved it because not only was it a great show with great music and great performers, there's a plot to it, and I love that what they did with that. So I want to see more shows with yep. with original shows. With plots, I, I get that you know musicals and singing is is great performance art, but at the same time, I think the the way you go from to the next level is to have these plot driven shows that really makes I, I think a, a a big difference right there. So that's yeah. Uh, I want to yeah. piggyback. I want to piggyback on that. I'm I'm sorry to cut you off. I want to piggyback on that because it reminds you. This just reminded me of the the whole 270 experience on Quantum Class ships. You know, I love what they did in there, especially with um, uh, Spectra's Cabaret. Uh, did mm-hmm. Did you see Spectra's Cabaret? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, look at me a- asking the King of Royal Caribbean if he's seen something <laughs> or not. <laughs> For, forgive me, sir. Forgive me. Forgive my ignorance. Uh, but no, like what they did, you creatively utilizing the space. So I totally agree with you as far as kind of doing more Broadway shows, but maybe kind of expanding on that. What if instead of just Broadway shows, more creatively unique experiences that are yes. specific to Royal Caribbean and specific to the ships? Yeah, I agree. I, I think it just. Add, going to that next level, I think is, and I'm I'm sure knowing Royal Caribbean, that one, unlike my my Waffle House suggestion, <laughs> I feel like this one probably has a chance of actually happening because I'm sure hey, it's you never know. in the works. Yeah, you never know. That's true. Yeah. Uh, my last one would be oh oh I just thought of one because my kids are crying in the other room. Uh, how about <laughs> Adventure Ocean being not open? Uh, more hours of Adventure Ocean. I think every parent they have like right now. They do on a on a sea day as an example. They'll do nine yeah. to noon, then take a two hour break, two to five, take another break, and then uh, seven till you know the rest of the evening. But yeah. I would love to see more expanded hours. Uh, okay, basically get rid of those breaks. I think that would yeah. be really really helpful. Cool, nice. 
Uh, and uh, <laughs> here's another creative thinking question. Okay. Royal Caribbean has just announced acquisition of another cruise line. Which one did they buy and why? Are you asking me about Silver Sea? Like, as in that's what they bought or this is a, this is a hypothetical? Well, hypothetically. So, so, oh, so oh, new, new headline, Royal Caribbean just bought another cruise line. Which one did they buy and, and why? Well, from a business standpoint or from a fan standpoint, because it gets harder to justify the business standpoint than anything else. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to find a cruise line, honestly, that is not owned by another major cruise yeah, line. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking that because Carnival owns practically all of them except Royal yeah. Caribbean and Norwegian. So, I mean, there's very few that are not. And you're talking, and when you get into the very few that are not, you're really talking about, you know, uh, like boutique lines and things of that nature. But you know yeah. what, John? This is a hypothetical. Forget all the rules. We're just going to make it up. Yeah. Why uh, not? Why not? Exactly. How about I'm going to give you a silly answer, but it's a good answer to keep us moving here, and that is Princess Cruise Line because they have so many names that already go with Royal Caribbean. You know, they have like have half of them either have the word royal in it or some allusion yeah. to to royalty. So totally there you great go. Fit. That's a great question. That's a great answer. <laughs> it's a great question too, but it's a great that's a great answer. And then uh, finally, we got a couple of miscellaneous questions here. So so you're you're off the hook on the super creative putting you on the spot questions. Um, so <laughs> or are you? Uh, what are some movies that you want to see Royal play on their outdoor pool screen? Oh man, I mean, I'll t- how about more classics? I mean, they're really good actually playing new movies, which is really yeah. awesome. I love that they do that. But yeah. I would love to see like the cult classics, uh, you know, Top Gun, Raiders of the Lost Ark, oh, original yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, um, you know, I wonder. I wonder I if mean, there's a uh, are there rights issues with Disney because they I think they show the Star Wars no, stuff. They play, the they play. No, they play all the Disney stuff on there. I've seen Moana oh. on their ship. I've seen the new Star Wars. They have no issues with that oh, cool. whatsoever. Yeah, nice. I just don't know. I don't know why they don't do more like classic movies like that. I would yeah. love to see that. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a great idea. Um, and then uh, another submission we have here is if you could choose the itinerary of a seven to nine night cruise, what ports would you choose and how many sea days? Uh, you promised me, John, no more creative questions. Oh, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can you repeat the So how many seven to nine nights? Yeah, so basically kind of design your dream seven or nine night cruise and how many sea days would you want to have and what ports would oh. you visit? So the ideal, in my opinion, the ideal itinerary for any itinerary you do is one where you alternate sea days to port days. You have time to like yes. recoup from the from the from the port day. Yep. So I would tell you. Uh, so first day of the cruise, embarkation day. Ne- so day two is Coco- perfect day, Coco K. Day yep. three is sea day. Day four, I'm gonna go with. I'm just I'm trying to think long term here. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go <laughs> with Cozumel. Yep, good call. Day five, sea day again. Day six, Labadee. Ooh, nice. Since this is just, let's go for the nine nights here. Uh, why not? Why not? Uh, skip a, so sea day again. Then, well, I got to think logistics here, but forget logistics for a second. I'll say. We could, well, I you could s- do it. You could do a double sea day and hit the Southern Caribbean. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and already it's, we'll never make it back in time. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Like, unless this port is like your embarkation day in like Falmouth or something. But yeah. uh, I would probably say, you know, uh, either like uh, San Juan or St. Thomas. Okay. Um, you can't go wrong with those stuff. I love those places. So put that in there and zip on back. Nice. Well, who says the cruise has to end, right? It could just be. That's right. Yeah, why not? Uh, and then the, the last question on our list here is uh, this is one I've, won- I've been wondering, actually. Would you ever consider a transatlantic group cruise? 
Yeah, that's a good question. You know, the issue with the tra- – first of all, I would definitely consider it. But the issue with it that you're going to find is it's hard for people to do longer than seven nights or so. Most of our people yeah. listen are Americans, and going more than seven nights is pretty tough. So you're going to limit yourself. And, again, it's not about numbers. I'm not here to be like, oh, I need to have 300 people where I'm not talking to anybody. Like, it's not like that. Yeah. I really don't care. I've always said when we pick a group cruise, maybe it'll just be me and my wife, and okay, so be it. And yeah. uh, it's not the end of the world. It really isn't. Um, I would love to do one because I think it would add a whole other flavor to it, to that kind of transatlantic experience. And since yeah. I haven't done it, you know what? I actually just talked myself into it. I think if I was ever going to do it, I would probably almost certainly make it a group cruise because why not? It's it's such a cool oh, experience. Yeah. And I think a YOLO. lot of people like – yeah, YOLO. And I think a lot of people also have that are intrigued by that kind of a sailing. Uh, um, and so I'm going to go with – yes, it's definitely a, a possibility because – if I'm interested in doing it, and there's, it makes logistical sense. Let's do, let's let's do it. Absolutely. And and now you do realize. I just want to make sure, so we get this on record. This will involve a long flight in one direction because that that's a yeah. thing for me. Unfortunately, I don't yeah. like long flights. No, I, I agree with you on that one. But you know, I I made my bones with it that even though I'm not looking forward to it, it's just an inevitability, and it's just gonna. You know, <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of, John, is that's why uh, that's why someone invented first class. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. It's a little bit easier to deal with. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been banking my points for, for that very yep. reason. But uh, exactly. Cool. So uh, that's those are the questions that I have. Um, I, I do. I have one more little thing I was going to throw your way. Uh, this is something I thought of a few minutes before we started recording because you've done with previous guests, you've done the sort of get to know you a little more. And that's kind of been the, the gist of this whole podcast. But has anyone ever asked you uh, the questions that you you ask people to get to know uh, when when you ask them to get to know them? You know, I don't think anyone has. Well, that's it for tonight, guys. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) (laughs) Not so fast. So I think I I, kind of jotted these down from memory. So I think I have these. So, But I think I may be able to answer them. But I'm going to ask you them anyway. Your first Royal Caribbean cruise. My first Royal Caribbean cruise is on Explorer of the Seas. 2006, I think. Okay. And when's your next Royal Caribbean cruise? Um, If you're listening to this episode when it comes out tomorrow. One more day. Good luck sleeping tonight. I hate you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just sorry. I had something in my throat. Uh, okay, and then what is your favorite port? I see. I always give. I always give the lame answer. I've got three, John. Uh, although this answer may change now with Perfect Day. I got to be perfectly yeah. honest with you. But I'm going to keep it where it was before, which would be uh, Saint Martin, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and Labadee. Okay, cool. And uh, your favorite drink on board? Lava, well. My favorite drink on board, if I didn't have to worry about the, the ramifications of it, is Lava Flow with Kraken Rum. If I'm uh, yes. trying to be a little better, then I go just for the straight Kraken Rum, Diet Coke. Oh, them's good drinking. You know, I've discovered the – on my uh, on Liberty when I was on there in February, I, my ties were my, were my drink of choice. And I was, uh, I, I was thank, thankful one of the – Thankfully, one of the bartenders was kind enough to share their the recipe, and I didn't even realize how easy Mai Tais are to make. But I've been making my Mai Tais with Kraken rum, and Ooh. it is incredible. It is incredible. Good. I will um, try that, John, on my cruise tomorrow. <laughs> I think I think it's coming back in my throat. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, what are you listening to on your iPhone right now? You know, as soon as you asked me these questions, I had to think, oh, gosh, I have to think of a song to say. Um, Sweet But Psycho. That song will get stuck in your head for 
days. It's already stuck in my head now. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I haven't heard it, but that that was that was uh, Despacito when that first came out. That got stuck in my head really quickly. Yeah, because I heard like it. A... I heard it on that subsequent cruise I went on after it came out. It was you know every fifth song they played was was that. So mm-hmm. uh, that was that was funny. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. So so Matt, once again, I you know congratulations to to all that you've done with uh, you know with where we've come so far in you know six years and. You know, the community that you've built to the 300 plus, so 301 episodes of a cruise line podcast, definitely uh, worth a, a great pat on your back. So, you know, I I, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to get to talk with you about kind of how you got here and your your history and, and that type of thing and just kind of talking about the future. So uh, I look forward to uh, I look forward to hijacking another podcast of yours at some point. <laughs> John, thank you so much for putting this together. There's a lot of fun, and I know that you've been angling for this for a while, but this made a lot of sense to do in 300, and I had a lot of fun with it. So thank you, sir, for your dedication and time you took to you know actually prepare for a podcast episode, unlike myself. <laughs> so uh, thank you very much. You got it, Matt. All right, friends, it's time to jump into the listener question part of the episode. This is actually the part of the episode where I read your emails and answer your questions instead of you guys asking me questions like it was in the other segment, but I digress. <laughs> and, of course, you can always send me your emails at matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com. Matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. Our first email is from my very good friend, Nora, from Deerfield Beach, Florida. Writes, Matt, I'm going on an 11-day cruise to the Southern Caribbean on Serenade of the Seas in March 2020. The first stop is Ponce, Puerto Rico. I've only been in Ponce back in prehistoric days when I was 17 with my parents on a day trip from San Juan to the Art Museum. I lived in Puerto Rico when I was 14 to 26. Will I need a taxi or a tour or some sort of excursion uh, for the city, or is it walkable like old San Juan? So far, there, there are no excursions listed for Ponce on the cruise planner, although admittedly, it's quite early. Have you been there, and what have you done? Always happy to go back to Puerto Rico, and may also go back in May 2020 for my umpteenth high school reunion, not saying which one. Nora, thanks for the email. And you know what? I've only been to Ponce one time on a land vacation, so I've never actually been there on a cruise uh, per se, so I haven't had a chance to experience it in, in that regard. From what I can tell from kind of looking up some things offline, it looks like it's not like Old Samuel where you just walk off the ship and then you're in town. I think there's going to require some sort of transportation to get there. There are a number of excursions that Royal Caribbean does offer. What I did actually was just Google Royal Caribbean Ponce, Puerto Rico, and a bunch of excursions pop up that um, you know may or may not be the one you're particular sailing. But as an example, you can purchase a day pass at the Hilton that's located over there. There's a, uh, a Calle Muertos Island Getaway, uh, Beans to Cup Coffee Experience. There's a snorkeling tour. There's a city tour and shopping, which may be exactly what you're looking for. I assume it's going to bring you into into town, take a quick tour around, and then dump you off to go let you go on your own. There's also a Ponce on your own tour, uh, which is... There's one that's $19, there's one that's $64, one's a, oh, Ponce on your own versus a Ponce walking tour, so the walking tour that's guided is $64, but if you're looking to get into town, maybe this $19 one, which is a code OC21, might be uh, up your alley, but there's a couple things over there, but I think, you know, because it's not the world's most um, visited cruise port, there's not a ton of options, I'm looking at about probably a dozen or so, but you can always do things on your own, there's a lot of cool things to, to check out, and I remember going there on my land vacation, it was just a beautiful little area. There was a the downtown area is just gorgeous. There's some old buildings in there. I think you'll have a great time. And please let me know, Norm, when you get back, what you ended up doing, what was good there, so other people who have a chance to go visit Ponce can also share in that. 
Next, we have an email from Joe Mock, who writes, Hi, Matt. I'm a new convert to podcasting and love your series, binge listening, and enjoying the cruise out of it. I totally agree about using professional travel agents as my wife and I enter our prime traveling years. We're 61 years old. I'm looking for a travel agent that will contact me when they have great deals. Love your comments about getting away for a quick three or four day cruise on smaller ships or older ships like a Radiance or Voyager class out of Tampa or such. Are there travel agents out there who will email me when they have an opening in a group cruise or see a great deal? In other words, they do the web cruising so I can get some real cruising. Thanks for the input and keep uh, potting so I can keep binging. (laughs) Joe, thanks for the email, dude. I will tell you that there are travel agents that are out there that do that. Uh, I think a lot of it, and I'll be the first one to admit, Joe, it's a matter of finding an agent who will do that. Because not all will, but certainly you have to let them know that. Because I think a lot of travel agents are also a little hesitant to reach out necessarily all the time because that fear of, you know, feeling like they're just, you know, constantly not spamming, but soliciting sales constantly, right? Some people don't want that. But in your situation, Joe, what I would do is any travel agent you start working with, ask them, say, look, this is what I'm looking for. Is this a realistic thing that I can expect from you? Or, you know, is this not your style? And if so, that's okay. Maybe I'll find another agent at your agency that can do that. And I certainly know of that, and this is a shameless plug coming your way, Joe, uh, MEI Travel, which is the official uh, travel sponsor of RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com, has done this in the past. Essentially, there have been deals, whether they're on group sailings or just deals they've run across, and they've been able to let other people who have booked them in the past aware of that. So let your agent know that's what you're looking for. When you find a travel agent in general, this is I'm going to go beyond what Joe's question here is in it right now, and say, if you're looking for a a travel agent who is going to really get you what you want. It's matter it's almost like finding like a like you know you don't go like on a dating site and you're looking like, you know, prefer somebody who's like a non smoker, uh, likes long walks on the beach and, you know, scary movies. Like that's what you're kind of looking for in a travel agent. You should be letting them know, hey, this is what I'm looking for. I want a travel agent who will do X, Y, and Z, or I can contact in this manner. You know, let them know it's not it, it's be, being upfront in the beginning is, I believe, the the right path, if you will, to finding a good travel agent for you. So, Joe, hopefully that answers your question there, and I'm hopefully you're going to find the right fit, because I do know that you should be able to find something of that nature. So, uh, next we have an email from... Who's our next email from? Oh, it looks like it is from Fred. Who writes, uh, Hi, Matt. I enjoyed your blog about Rhapsody this season. We'll be on here for our 30th anniversary in October 2020 going to Greece. Couldn't afford anything above a junior spin, unfortunately, but did manage to book one of the only two corner junior suites on Decade. So I'm pretty excited about that. Look forward to more blogs from you in the future. Fred, that's awesome. Uh, I think you picked a great ship for Greece. And I know I'm pretty darn sure my good friend Nick Vitani booked that exact room, one of those rooms, those corner junior suites with a just ginormous wraparound balcony. I'm pretty sure my other friend, Michael Poole, lost his uh, beloved Royal Caribbean visor uh, on that balcony, and it is now laying in the bottom of the Tampa Harbor. But, uh, rest in peace, Michael's visor. But I'll tell you that um, I think that's a great idea. I think, honestly, with that size balcony, you don't even need to go up to a higher room category because it's just a ginormous balcony. You're going to love it. So, um, yeah, enjoy, brother. Next, we have an email from uh, Glenn, who writes, Thanks, Matt, for helping my family and I find a one-of-a-kind cabin, room 1864, on Adventure of the Seas. I booked cabin 1864 over 18 months in advance, knowing how difficult it would be to get this cabin. It's not a suite, but it is the size of a suite. There's only one cabin like this. Uh, Cabin 1864 on Adventure of the Seas is on deck 12, with five panoramic windows compared to two panoramic windows in other cabins. On the starboard side, there's an ADA-compliant cabin. Hint, all Royal Caribbean Voyager and Freedom Class ships have this sort of room. It sleeps three to four guests with a pull-out couch. One of the pull-out beds can be set aside 
besides rather the uh, panoramic window, TV's in the center of the cabin on a swivel. View is a five panoramic view looking to the port side, above and towards the captain's bridge. Highest cabin forward on deck 12. During the day, you'll have one of the best views ever. Wow. Well, glad I am so glad you shared this information with us. So, guys, put out your pencils or bring out your pencils or your phones. Make a note. If you're going on an adventure of the seas, first thing you want to check for, and, and to actually, to Glenn's point, any Voyager Freedom Class ship, room 1864, 1864. Uh, that looks like an awesome awesome room there every not every ship but a lot of royal commissions have these little hidden rooms or secret categories or rooms that just have for whatever reason usually because of the superstructure they kind of realize like well we don't have room to make this into two rooms so we're gonna make this into one room and you end up with like we just talked about earlier on rhapsody with a giant balcony or you end up with a lot more square footage so and they're not always sweets they're not always just listed as like the best you think oh a room like that that kind of square footage must be the most expensive one out there it's not but if you know where to look for it, then you can really take advantage of an awesome, awesome room location. So, Glenn, thank you for sharing that with all of us. I think the next time I go on a Voyager class ship, i got to try that out myself. Next, an email from Ryan Reynolds, who writes, First off, I want to say I love your videos. Unfortunately, I'm never able to watch your videos live because they're on Friday nights on YouTube. I'm a college pastor, and we have our large group meetings then. I had a question I wanted to ask you since I'm not able to go on your YouTube live videos. I hope I'm not being bothersome. No, you're not. This is the whole point of this, Ryan. I'm going on Liberty of the Seas in June with my soon-to-be wife for our honeymoon. I want to make sure it's the best experience I can I can get for her, and we're trying to think of ways I could do that. I'm wondering, is there any potential way for us to get an earlier check-in time so we can beat the lines? Our set sail pass currently says 11 to 3. Thanks for all you do in your videos. Ryan, great question. Here's the thing. Those, the check-in times you get from Royal Caribbean are suggestions. They're not enforced, so feel free to show up anytime you want, dude. I would not recommend arriving before 10 a.m., but I would recommend arriving at 10 a.m. That way, you'll be among the first people to check in and then subsequently the first people to board the ship. So, Ryan, with, with that in mind, ignore what the set sail pass says. Arrive at the port at 10 a.m., you will be among the first people to board the ship. It's it's uh, it's one of the, it's what I do, and I think you'll love that quite a bit. So there you go. And of course, uh, Ryan's referring to we do a, a, a series of live videos throughout the week. Uh, if you want to join in, they're free to do so. By the way, uh, Mondays and Wednesdays we're on Periscope. Uh, Tuesdays and Saturdays we're on Facebook Live. Uh, what, uh, Thursdays we're on Instagram Live, and Fridays we're on YouTube. So I try to mix it around. You'll give everyone an opportunity. And again, you can find all our social media information at royalcaribbeanblog.com. But come join us for it. Basically, all you have to do uh, is just you know like or subscribe or follow the page. Uh, there's no cost to it. It'll basically then the app or the website will alert you when we go live, and you're off to the races. So it's I would love to have all of you guys there as well because basically a lot of times we're taking what we do here in the in the listener question section and apply it to the live video but I get to interact more with you it's more it's obviously real time great option so hopefully many of you will be able to uh, will be able to join us there uh, we got a tip from Murph who was actually with us on our uh, Mariner of the Seas group cruise and Murph writes I really enjoyed our group cruise shameless plug and spent a lot of time in the Playmaker sports bar I met someone on there that taught me a great thing when you order the wings at Playmakers Ask for them naked. That way, they come out with all the sauces, and you can taste each one. That's a great idea, Murph. Thank you for the suggestion. I love this. We got a great room idea and a great playmaker suggestion there. It's wow, this is a great this is a great podcast episode. And our last email is from uh, Ralph, who writes with regards to Jose Pena's question in episode two hundred ninety four, uh, previewing excursions in Japan. There's another way. Go to RoyalCaribbean.com, then choose the experience in the drop down menu. There's a pick of sh- then there's a picked uh, an option in the menu for shore excursions. In his case, he'd scroll down to search by ports of call, then find a Japan port like Tokyo. It's near the bottom. 
that brings up a super, super informative page about the port. After that information are links to cruises that dock at the port. After that, finally, is a box with check shore excursions in Tokyo, Japan. Thereafter, finally, are the shore excursions typically offered at the port. No mock bookings required. Ralph, great suggestion. Actually, I ended up, uh, to go back to what we started off with that question about Ponce from Nora, I ended up just Googling it. But you can do the same thing. There is this page, and Ralph is 100% right, you can find basically sample shore excursions. And I say sample because not every excursion you see on that page will necessarily be offered on your sailing. They're subject to availability. They're subject to the times that your ship is actually in port and a variety of other factors as well. So, uh, you know, something to keep in mind when you're looking at it. But if you're looking at a port you've never been to before or want to get a good idea of what Rokerman is going to offer you, but you're too far in advance for it to actually show up in your cruise planner, boy, is this a great idea. So thank you for sharing that there. And thank you for everybody for tuning into this episode of the Royal Korean Blog Podcast. Uh, until next time, I'm Matt Hochberg, and we'll talk again soon. <laughs>